Hello and welcome to Talk, Lit, Get Hit, a podcast where we read questionable books recommended to us by social media and talk shit about them. We're Bridget, Erin and Laura, three friends who haven't mentally progressed since high school where we bonded over a love of music and books, but mainly Twilight. Brace yourself for a heady cocktail of somewhat highbrow and incredibly lowbrow ramblings about all the books the internet loves and our journey to figure out why. Hi everyone, how's it going? This is, wow, so candid. I can't believe that we have all, (laughs) so surprising we've all found ourselves on Zoom at the same time. This is really such a pleasure. Um, How have your weeks been? Uh, Long, really long. Work's been pooped. I have no good words to say. (laughs) What about you, I can't remember anything that I've done this week. No, you went oh, on an excursion. I went on an excursion. I went to, it was actually, yeah, thank you for reminding me. I went on an excursion to a bounce park. It was so cool. cool. Um, they had like a Ninja Warrior course. Oh, my God, cool. Yeah. And get this, they played all too well. <laughs> well Ten-minute version. <laughs> no. Pinnacle of the week. <laughs> what else happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Tuesday night I went and saw Conan Gray in Brisbane. Oh. And that was good. But I did feel very old because there were a lot of 15-year-olds there. Oh, yeah. And, TikTok fans? Um, yeah, big TikTok fans. Is he a TikToker? Who's Conan uh, Gray? He is friends with Olivia Rodrigo. I see. He's part of that cinematic. He's part of the Taylor Swift that cinematic, cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a song that went big on TikTok, uh, maybe 2020. We were stuck in the car park afterwards for like an hour. Where was it, Boondle? No, it was just at um, the Fortitude Music Hall. Were you on that Warner Street car park? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there before to see the Veronicas and that was so good too. It was so funny when we were leaving because all of these little babies were leaving as well. And it was like we were at the airport because we walked out into oh. Brunswick Street and then all the parents were, like, yeah. everywhere. Oh, <laughs> kid. Oh. It was so cute. So, yeah, it was nice. That's cute. I went to the Fortitude Music Hall this week as well. Um, oh. We went to see Groove Armada, which was so cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on your story. Yeah, I was going to message you because one of the stories I shared, I thought it actually sounded a bit like Mighty Bushi. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> but it was so fun. There was like, um, it was one of the oldest crowds at a gig I've ever been to. So many bald heads, so much grey hair. <laughs> um, just like, yeah. Ravers from the 90s. Yeah. We were thinking um, next year when we go to see Carly Ray. Um, we should have a Carly vacation, um, and we oh, should cute. just like <laughs> take three days off. That's so good. Yeah, but, you should. <laughs> but then we were like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think this will be the case." But we thought, "God, imagine if we build it up and build it up, and then she's actually just not very good live." <laughs> no, I've seen her on TikTok. She's good. I know. I have every. Yeah. I, our girl won't let me down. No, no way. Yeah. Plus, even if she's bad, that would still be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we took three days off work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you should do it. I think it'd be fun. I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary last night and I was shocked at one point. I mean, I was shocked for most of it because people are <laughs> disgusting, but Fatboy Slim was on the TV and I had walked out to get something and I came back in and I heard him speaking like this middle-aged English man, white man, and I was like, Hang on, that's not Fatboy Slim. 
And Brian's like, yeah, it is. Look, his name is on the screen. And I said, what? And I was shocked. Anyway, and then I realised I was mixing him up with Fat Man Scoop. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so, like my whole life had been a lie. Fat Man Scoop was this like skinny little white man from England. (laughs) I was like... But bass drop, bass drop. Like, <laughs> it can't be him. And then it, it wasn't. So that's, that was good news. <laughs> I mean, at least you were right. It wasn't yeah. him. True. Have either of you been watching The White Lotus? No, I heard it's good, though. Oh, I'm really excited because I think the new episode comes out on Sunday. So I'm really looking forward to watching it. It is very good. I would recommend it. It's uh, one of those ones, I mean, we know that I'm not good at describing shows and books and movies anyway uh, but it does have a particular particularly hard sell of a synopsis where it's like oh it's just sort of about these rich people in a hotel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah they're just like I don't know doing things (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's very good so my thoughts heading into book three were thoughts of nothing but excitement and anticipation because Feyre was on an undercover mission and I was here for it. She was on some vigilante shit. (laughs) (laughs) Only she exclusively army rolls in the spring court. (laughs) I'm picturing like Kronk from uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Um, Yeah, I was also very excited. I think book two did a really good job of building the tension and it ended at such a point that you were like, shit, yeah, can't wait. What's happening next? But then when it does start, uh, it, I think it begins with that flashback of Reese when he's fighting in the, the war against the humans the first time around. And there's that whole yes. thing where he thinks he sees like Cassian's dead body and he's spiraling. So sad. Yeah, it was so sad. But then for a second, I was so excited because I thought we were going to have like a... <laughs> The Twilight Curse returns, but I thought we were going to have a Midnight Sun moment and get to read from his point of view for a bit. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I agree. I also thought we were going to get alternate perspectives in this book. Yeah. Yeah, which would have been good because then we wouldn't have had to listen to Faith. Yes. Yeah, and because they were separated for a bit. Yeah. Or actually quite a lot throughout the book. Mm. It would have been nice to have the difference perspective yeah it would have been such a relief to not read from her point of view um (laughs) it really would have it's just like she she's only there to be the antagonist but the story could still happen without her i think like the events that unfold would and could unfold without her and she's just there to provide tension in the form of bad decision making that's resolved in the next chapter uh but it's just so frustrating to read from her point of view and have her constantly make the quote-unquote wrong choice. But then I also think it's a step further because she always hates everyone else's decisions except her own. Everyone else is always wrong, just not her. That's so true. But she also um, weighs in, like asks for advice, pretends she's uncertain and then has this like, I don't know, moral compass, whatever you want to call it, that's honed for what? She's like 10 years old. I don't know. (laughs) How old is she? Like 19? I think she's over 18. Just like, I think she's 19. Oh, I thought she was 17 in the first book. How old? (laughs) Feyre. Search. (laughs) 19. (laughs) 19. 
As always, if you haven't read A Court of Wings and Ruin, be warned that there will most certainly be spoilers within. And if you don't like rude words, too bad. Feyre has returned to the Spring Court, determined to gather information on Tamlin's actions and learn what she can about the invading king threatening to bring her land to its knees. But to do so, she must play a deadly game of deceit. One slip could bring doom not only for Feyre, but for everything and everyone she holds dear. As war bears down upon them all, Feyre endeavours to take her place amongst the high fey of the land, balancing her struggle to master her powers, both magical and political, and her love for her court and family. Amidst these struggles, Feyre and Rhysand must decide whom to trust amongst the cunning and lethal high lords and hunt for allies in unexpected places. Um, something that is funny, so we have that initial sort of flashback of Reese's point of view. I feel so grossed out every time I call him Reese. I just, no offense to the Reese's <laughs> of the world, but I hate that name and I can't not associate it with Reese Maston. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Reese Maston, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure you're great. He just, he just instantly grows a side fringe and like a stretcher whenever I call him that. <laughs> There was a girl at trivia like three weeks ago with a Reese Maston shirt on. Yeah. Big fan. That's right. Have we had this conversation? Yes, I think before? so. <laughs> it clearly struck a chord with you. <laughs> Feyre, in a surprise to nobody, we still are anti Feyre. Yeah. But at the start, I like her a lot more than I have in the past because she's actually doing something interesting. Yeah. And I think her motivations are really clear. A lot of the time I never really understood why she was doing the dumb shit she was doing. But in this book it makes more sense. Yeah, I think that's so true. I was really invested in her vigilante <laughs> dismantling of the uh, the spring court. And I just want to see Tamlin get got. At this, at this point in the book, absolutely want to see Tamlin have his shit wrecked. But also the start of this book, Lucian starts being like, hmm, Tamlin's a bit fucked up ever since he chucked my mate in the cauldron. Yeah. (laughs) Tamlin's a bad guy, which is good for Lucian. We love that guy. So happy to see him on the up again. Redemption. (laughs) It would be good if he cared about more than just himself, though. Like, he could have seen the red flags. (laughs) Okay. Okay, You can't ask for too much. (laughs) Um, and Tamlin, I still hate Tamlin, but you know what? I did feel really sad for him because what a sad situation, uh, he's left in when, when Feyre leaves. Like, yeah, Lucian's gone. Everything's just ruined. His whole army doesn't trust him anymore. Yeah. And actually, I, I think his progression through the whole book is so good. Mm. Because you meet him at one point in the middle when they're trying to do the High Lord meeting. Yeah. And he is a, like, shell of himself. He's miserable. He's got no support. Like, poor bastard. Yeah. And then he also has his redemption arc, which one of the best bits. And I don't, I mean, I I understand about the, the sisters, um, but... And I don't like him, so I'm not trying to apologise for him. But I don't know if it was a proportionate response. Like, 
Everything has been taken from him. But then, like, if you think some of the stuff, the stunts he's been pulling, like, all of the Fae get released from, like, essentially being in concentration camps under Amarantha's rules, and then he's like, pay the tithe, oh, you're too poor? Sucks to be you. Like, he's <laughs> he's not exactly a forgiving character himself. True. So I just kind of think, and maybe I am being a Tamlin apologist, but when you factor in what he knows of Resan or what he thinks he knows of Resan, some of the things he does to try and get Feyre back, because he thinks she's under Resan's spell, he doesn't know any better. Yeah. Like, there are elements of his behaviour where you think from his perspective, knowing what he knows, you're like, I kind of get it. You know? Yeah. Do you think he actually loves Feyre? No. No. But I, I, I don't think he knows because he hasn't had any time to figure I don't think he's had time to figure it out because at the start <laughs> they were vomiting all the time, like when they got back. <laughs> and, and then she left. So he's never had any normal time with her and then I think he's probably just worked himself up so much while she was away that he probably believes that he does, but I don't know if he actually does. He does seem to have a couple of times they mentioned that element of his personality where he's, like, losing control and becoming more beastly and uh, mm. he's, he definitely lacks a lot of control over his emotions. Um, so I guess that could be a fair point. He seems, like, incredibly re- reactionary, <laughs> quick to anger. Um, and I feel like sometimes, for, definitely for me, um, I feel quite quick ang- to, to anger sometimes and I often confuse other emotions I'm feeling for anger and, I like, you know, sometimes I'm embarrassed but I'm just like, oh, I'm so angry or whatever it might be and maybe he can't untangle the strong emotions he's feeling as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think we talked about it last time. Tamlin is in love with the idea of Feyre and what she has done to save his people that he almost feels like he has to love her because that's what the prophecy foretold or like that's what the rules were maybe he's never really considered the option that he doesn't have to love her because he sort of made like if if he's like oh actually Mm. i don't love you Mm. he sort of made a fool of himself yeah yeah and like that's the thing he has no experience and then now he's he's got the the person who was gonna save his people save him and he's not sure if he loves her, but he's supposed to love her. So he just keeps telling himself, yeah, this is love. This is yeah. what it feels like. No, Tamlin. Lucy and his love. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that thing that we would, I mean, jokingly saying last time about how he's a man of principle with the whole, like, if I can't, if the house can't give her soup, then she can't have soup. But he does yeah. feel very rigid and a bit old-fashioned in the way he approaches, like, the whole, you know, there can't be a high lady or um, mm. you have to pay your dues to participate in my court, that kind of thing. So he definitely seems very bound by his expectations yeah. for life. Rigid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, even though he may not agree with the tithe, he probably, maybe he just doesn't think he can change anything. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been centuries or however long of this is. I'm not going to change it. Mm. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And there is that, like, apathy with him where he's like, well, it's the hand I've been dealt. 
and I'm just dealing with it. Yeah, that's how I've been raised. The expectations have been placed upon me. I forgot that Rhysand protected Tamlin. That I love Which is so important to me. Yes. I I so wish we explored their dynamic more. Me too. Like their dynamic in the first book was so good. There was like... There was chemistry there. There was banter. History. There was history. Mm. Yeah. And we never really explore it. Mm. I want a, like a spin-off yes. where Tamlin and Rissan go to college together <laughs> Ooh. or something, you know? That would be so good. I'm sure there's a fanfic like that. They're, um, <laughs> they get paired Research. together for a science project. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They um, pretend to be lovers to make their crushes jealous. Oh, Great idea. I, I, I don't know why itself. I just assumed you were referencing Twilight with the so was science I. partner. <laughs> Fair I enough. thought you were going to say and they had smells. to look at the slides. <laughs> and Tamlin can smell Reese. He, st- yeah. he stinks of bat. Sexy oh my god, bat. and Tamlin stinks like dog. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Seriously? Seriously. Stop it. I have more points about this. This book is being Twilight, um, and I can't wait to get to them. Okay. Um, um, but I actually, I think we need to talk about Feyre again because what a bad bitch. So what does she do? She flirts with Lucian to make Lucian and Tamlin against each other. Yeah, iconic. So she does that. And as she, she should. She messes with Durian. She messes with Ianthe, whatever her name is. Yeah. She messes with. Um, the twins. The twins. The army. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And doesn't she get Alice out as well? She yeah. T- she sends her yes. to the summer court. Or does Alice leave of her own accord? I don't nah, know. Nah, she says, look, Alice, I've fucked all this shit up. You better get out of Dodge. <laughs> Take your boys and go. <laughs> and what does Alice do? Has bark for skin. <laughs> <laughs> look, you know I hate to talk about it. <laughs> Last episode when you brought up Alice Color and I was like, oh, <laughs> but not be Alice. <laughs> um, oh, but what about when they're doing the summer? Is it the, the solstice, the summer solstice, or something? Mm. And you know how Ianthe positions herself to be where oh the my sun, God, the sun, and Feyre get lets the sun go on her instead. What yeah. a what a genius move! Yeah, oh, so good. To, like, dismantle everything Ianthe has built about yeah. herself. And because she mentioned that in book two, she said that she studied the way Ianthe, no, she saw the way Ianthe studied the sun and stood in the exact position and she wasn't sure there was actually any magic, but it was a nice show that she put on. Yeah. Mm. But I, I feel like maybe she was a bit too far into her own depression then to sort of think, oh, hang on. Yeah. She's a, she's a phony for sure. She's a fake and a phony and she wishes she never laid eyes on her. <laughs> <laughs> Another tough bitch moment for her is when she catches Ianthe trying to pull a move on Lucian. But then she uses her powers to make her smash her own hand to bits. Incredible. It's so, so violent. Good. I love so that. Good. I wish that she like I wish that she kept up with this petty but like a little bit mundane. That's not quite the right word, but it's just it's it's like sophisticated, it's cold, it's impersonal, but it's so personal at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. She's sort of channeling Nesta. 
Yeah, a little Ooh. bit. Yeah, yeah. That's something Nesta would do. I think it's just. I think why I liked it is because it's so different to the regular decision making and um, revenge or action we see her taking, which is just like. I just ran. I just ran. I just <laughs> knew I had to do it. I just had to go do something screaming and yelling. Yep. Ooh, so Queen good. shit. Deserved. Yeah. How about Durian and Prince, I don't know how to say their names. I'm I'm guessing Princess Branner and Prince Dagden. Yeah. What a terrible name. If I had the name Dagden, I'd want to be messing shit up too. So these are the twins that <laughs> eat people, right? They're, what? Do they yeah. eat people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, um, oh, the humans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Those little culty ones? Well, they found the children of the blessed yes. or the blessed, however mm. you say it. And Feyre was like, get out of here. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. And then she finds their corpses the next day. I loved that. the twins ate them. I, yeah, so I love the and... horror elements of this book. Mm. There are some really spooky bits in this book. Mm. Yeah. They're the niece and nephew of the King of Highburn. Yes, I think they are. And then because they're twins, they've got that spooky twin thing going yeah. on. And I was getting a bit of uh, House of the Dragon vibes. From her. <laughs> <laughs> was anybody else? Yes. I was getting a bit of um, Twilight vibes. <laughs> Laura, shut the fuck up. <laughs> they were like the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, no, not the Illuminati. Volturi. I, oh, well, I was so into it when you said Illuminati. I was like, damn straight. Um, <laughs> I knew exactly what you, little, little Dakota Fanning. Wait, were they also incestuous? No. Oh. They just, that's, in she's my mind, Mormon. She would never and... write that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is something that we have got to alone, not I with see. any help. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Subtext. Again, probably a fan fiction. <laughs> In the peak of my supernatural fangirl era, I remember innocuously just trying to find, like, Sam or Dean fan fiction. Oh, no. But unfortunately stumbling upon uh, what the fans like to call Wincest – um, which mm. <laughs> truly mm-hmm. should not exist in this world. It's a great name for it. It's a great <laughs> name. They set themselves up for that. Asking to be written. Yeah. <laughs> so the Branner and Dagdal would be twincest. Oh, my God. Yep. Yes. Not wincest. Yep. So the twins have come to the spring court because Tamlin sided with the King of Highburn and they're the King of Highburn's niece and nephew. Um, but they've come to see about a hole, a little hole in the wall that they think they can, they can exploit this weakness in the wall to bring it down. And I think they are really creepy. To be honest, I don't think they play much of a role outside of just being creepy, having a kind of menacing presence. They did poison her powers, remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, Ooh. because after she smashes Ianthe's hand, she's like, Lucy and bro, let's get out of here. And he's like, sure. And they go to Winnow, but she can't. And they're like, rut what's happened? <laughs> Uh, so they go on a journey through, like, the tunnels and they bypass under the mountain and stuff and they have to walk through the Autumn Court, yeah. which is how Lucian's brothers track them down, which is also fantastic. On the ice. Yeah, I loved that. They have no powers and they're like, shit, what do we do? And then Cassian and Azriel come and they're like, fucking shit up, it's the best. Yeah. So good. Actually, that was one of my... Probably like one of my favorite scenes in this book. I didn't expect so her to good. be able to write 
battle scenes in a way that would appeal to me, given like the rest of her writing. I just thought it wouldn't yeah. be good for that kind of stuff, but I found them great. Yeah, she did a great job of building tension in this book, even though it's usually quite quickly resolved. Mm. So it's never a very satisfying ending, but the tension builds quite well. Mm. And the twists were good. Just this one little bit of tidbit of information. According to the Accord of Thorns and Roses slash wiki slash Dagden. <laughs> <laughs> the twins are extremely close and Feyre Archeron observes that they have a sexual relationship with one another. I forgot that. Well, there you go. We were right. Yeah. Twincest. 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 Yep. Um, and also the twins attempt to penetrate the minds of Tamlin and Lucian and Feyre. Oh. And I remember, I do remember being like, bad bitch in the house once again because she because shut that she's down. she's like, hands off. Yeah. She puts a shield up. Yeah. And because they get really startled because they didn't know that she had that skill. Yeah. Ooh. They don't even know how tough she is. I love a moment like that. That was a good bit. Like this book, actually, I was coming into this meeting preparing to trash this hard, but yeah, I'm now remembering how much fun I had reading this. Yeah, this was. I think it's what brought it down. Really, is the waiting for the battle. It was very long. Yeah, and then she goes back to the night court, and then it's like easily three hundred pages of her being like, "I'm going to go see the cereal." No, wait, I'm going to go see the bone carver, and now I'm going to talk to this person, but I'm not going to do what they told me to do. I'm going to go somewhere else instead. Like, remember when she goes to get the Ouroboros or whatever, and old mate's like, "Yeah, you can have it. You just got to look into it." And she's like, mm, "Never mind. <laughs> Change my mind. Don't need yeah. that. Yeah. Sorry, bone carver." But then when she looks in it. After, like, building it up for the whole book, she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but even better than that is she takes it to the bone yeah. carver and he's like, I didn't even want that. Yeah, I just wanted to know if you were worthy. Get wrecked. Got you so I love the bone good. carver so much. Oh, my so God. Good. The bone plot twist, um, plot twist, the bone carver's actually filming, like, a reality TV show and um, when the bone carver's like, yeah, go get the thing. They just look into the camera, for, like, behind Feyre's head. <laughs> like, ah, this is going to be so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish there was, like, a reality show of the bone carver in the Weaver and Bryaxon. It would be so funny. And then Elaine and Nesta. Ugh. Giving them magic powers and hot boyfriends was, like, rewarding them for their consistent bad behaviour. <laughs> Where it's, like, being a fae and being magic was, like, Feyre's thing. It's, like, can't you just have anything one time? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I have this one thing? I think it's funny as well how upset they were about being turned into fae. Is it that dramatic? They're upset all the time. Yeah. Though. Like... When they all visit the house. now they can be with their sister. Like, shouldn't... If my they sister, hate her. <laughs> but if my sister was turned into a fae and had to go and live somewhere else mm. and be rich, like, do whatever <laughs> do whatever you want, I'd be like, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> hook me up. Like, how do I get in on this? Yeah. Look, I want to hang out with my family. Yeah. Bring the dad in too. Stick the dad in the cauldron. Nah, (laughs) screw that guy. (laughs) But fuck Nesta, as always. I'm a Nesta apologist. I like Nesta. No. I'm sorry. (laughs) But Elaine, I couldn't couldn't care less about Elaine. Talking about Elaine, I 
do sort of feel a little bit bad occasionally for my criticism of her because I think think it's interesting to have the contrast of her as like a soft character that's not made for this kind of wartime decision-making upheaval of your reality type event in your life. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, I think I'm understanding of it and how she simply can't handle it and how she misses her human bae that she was going to marry and she doesn't know who Lucien is, she doesn't even like him and her new body feels so strange and, like, all of this shit. But also, like, get a grip, Elaine. Just get a grip. Pull yourself (laughs) together. I'm... I'm more on the get a grip side of the fence than the poor Elaine side of the fence. I think I do feel bad for her because you're right, Laura. She like had her whole life like set out for her in her human world. She had her bay, She had everything. And then it's all been ripped away from her, not by her choice. And now she's in this completely unexpected situation. I think it's how they portray her misery at that that annoys me. I hate that she's just like sitting there moping. Like cry or like break shit or something. At least Nesta's like doing something with her anger and her misery instead of just like moping about and being the most boring character ever. Yeah. And like on the flip side, everyone's always like, mm, we need to do something about Nesta. Nesta's crazy, but they're like, ah oh, nah, Elaine's fine. She's Let in her, the garden. Yeah, she's be fine. a shell. Yeah, like yeah. It's just completely different ways of handling it, but no one ever seems concerned about Elaine except for Asriel, who is the best. Yeah, that is um, true. I mean, Lucian's concerned, but Lucian's probably concerned Aww. out of um, obligation more than anything. They're so just, like, they they don't trust Lu- Lucian around her. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that. Same. Like, he has done nothing to to, like, suggest he's a bad guy. Yeah. But... And I guess it's protecting Elaine because she freaked out and she didn't want to see him or whatever, but they obviously have to work through it somehow. And then when yeah. she won't talk to anyone, they're like, mm, Lucy and you go fix it. And he's like, bro, I don't even know her. You won't yeah. let me know her. I think they were quite unfair to Lucy. I, I just found myself thinking like, just be nice to him. Yeah. They were mean. Yeah. And I guess there's like a protective element there because he didn't protect Pharaoh when she needed it. Yeah. But it's also like, obviously, he can't go back and change that. He's made the right decision now. Yeah. He's betrayed everything he's ever known to come be here and help you guys. Like, mm. give him a chance, you big shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's in the name of protecting Feyre, then they should have been equally as rude to Nesta and Elaine because they did absolutely nothing to help Feyre or yes. make her life easier or care for her. So... Yeah, this is another one of the really good, like, horror elements of this mm. book. The, like, the deep depths of the library, the unknown, and Cassian's, like, peeing his pants about Bryaxis, <laughs> and then Feyre meets Bryaxis and is like, no, Yeah, I just want right. a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Makes army. another bargain. Yeah. God, she loves her bargains, She does. She? Yeah. <laughs> like, is she okay? <laughs> the one tool in her arsenal. Yeah. But also, like... It's the tools in her toolkit yeah. are the surreal and a bargain, and that's it. <laughs> and she uses them again she, and my again. God, she <laughs> she'd be them. contacting like a gambling hotline. Yeah. I think so. I think <laughs> Feyre doesn't know how to live if she's not living on the edge. <laughs> um, but the surreal is the best. I. It was really sad when the surreal met its demise. 
and it was like, oh, you were the only yeah. creature that was nice to me. Like, that was so yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> Dobby vibes. Yeah, if you care about that. <laughs> Hashtag Dobby vibes. <laughs> I think you're in the minority, Erin, of not caring about Dobby. <laughs> As someone who only read the first and the last book. It's in the last book. I was so confused. <laughs> Because I, everything I knew about Harry Potter, I learned from like you guys yeah. or Tumblr. And so Tumblr had taught me <laughs> that Draco and Hermione were a thing. Oh, no, no. And then I read the last <laughs> book and some crazy shit is happening. And I'm like, oh my God, Dramani. I thought they were dating. <laughs> no. They were not. That's it so funny. Uh, Again, fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know anything. Yeah, that's so about. funny. Why did uh, you read the last book? Beatrice made me read it. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I've just had a look at Lucian's wiki, like a thing, mm. also known as Foxboy. Oh, my God. Ew. So Lucian hates his family because his father murdered the woman he loved and his brothers want to kill him so that he would not be a threat to them for the title of the High Lord of the Autumn Court. Um, after Azrael and Cassian um, come to their aid and rescue them from Lucian's brothers, I really like that moment when um, Lucian gets to see the Night Court for the first time or Valaris. Yeah. yeah. I always get yeah. confused between the two, but he has that whole, like, it's so nice here, it's so much better than what I expected. Why, like, why are people on the street happy kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, and remember he makes friends with um, Durian and Vassa? Oh, yeah. And the then they become. Human princess. Or yeah, the human and they queen. become the band of exiles. Oh, and, cute. Yeah. I so, want to read that spin off. Yeah. But I did like how they started working with Eris because Eris wants to overthrow his father. Eris wants to be High Lord. Yeah. And so that's why he's pretending to be a good guy. Yeah. Which, like, he does it in a really, like, good bad guy way. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I don't care that I, like, fucked over more. Doesn't matter. You guys have to help me be in charge. Doesn't matter that you're working with my brother that I also tried to kill. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the best. And I think with more, I don't feel like he thought he did anything wrong. Nah. Because she I, was soiled goods. But I guess that was more... Moore's father as well like that it was it wasn't just him yeah once again it's someone who was acting with all the information that he had yeah rather than what we as the reader know to be the truth yeah um but like Moore is so fucked over in this whole story mm-hmm. when they go and visit the court of nightmares and make that bargain with her dad and then they're he like can yeah come back sure to Valaris. Yeah, yeah come into Valaris. Oh. doesn't matter that it's Moore's safe space doesn't matter that you treated her like shit. Like, yeah. And they didn't even tell her. They didn't even warn her before they did that. Something that I was just thinking about when we were talking about Lucian and the band of exiles is I was trying to remember out, uh, who the who Vasa is. Uh, and she is the mortal, like another mortal queen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go on a quest to find her. That's their, that's their side quest. Yeah. And don't we figure out about Vasa because of Elaine? She has, like, seer. She's a seer? Yeah. Yeah. So that is, like, the one plot point that they give Elaine in yeah. this. Yeah. Oh. And remember when um, Nesta is with the cauldron and then that gives the King of Highburn a direct link to, a direct oh my link God. to Elaine? One of the best bits, like, 
One of the best horror bits in this whole book is when they make that connection between Nesta and the cauldron and Highburn and, like, you see him see them and it's like, <gasps> it's so good. Yeah. There was just too many characters in this book, though. Like, There's so many. This book especially just reached fever pitch for me. I know that this is, like, the name of the game with fantasy, but... It just, like, randomly introduced the twins, then we had Highburn, then we had Durian, then we had Vasa, then we had that random-ass, like, army that were under some other prince that the dad rocks up with, like, Daddy Feyre. Yeah. There's just so much going on. And, again, like, same problem as before. I feel like it reduced the impact of any of the particular villains or particular moments of conflict because you just knew another one was around the corner or someone different was coming in to take their place. Like it just, yeah, I got so exhausted. I'm trying to keep a track of it all. I mean, it's probably also a fault of mine. Um, My brain's just not made for this kind of reading material. And it's Um, such a big book, but I think things are really um, it's, it seems fast Mm. when when the action's happening it's happening the action's condensed to like the last quarter of the book so much of it is like the build-up but i will say while i agree with what you were saying about like you're always like oh well someone else is gonna come and fix this what i did and didn't expect was the dad to come through in the end like i had hoped the whole time because they kept talking about him even though he was never there yeah i hoped that he would swing back through and have an important role to play but when he actually came through with the army and like saved them or whatever that was sick like that was a really good way of bringing him back into the story for an actual purpose rather than just to be a shit dad again what i didn't like was that the ship was named nesta and conveniently fixed all the daddy issues that nesta had like that's actually not how this works i'm really interested that you I'm not interested. I'm, like, surprised that you liked that bit because I really hated that bit and I hated it for the same reason that I hated Nesta and Elaine being involved in this story because it was just, like, Mm. I just felt, like, why couldn't this story just be about Feyre's personal growth and the characters that we already have? I just feel, like, very happy for him to be an an unredeeming piece of shit. Um, He let them down so much throughout their lives and they made all of this progress without him, and it just felt really mm, like taking a step backwards for him to come in and be the solution again. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree. I I think for me I liked it because so often in the book she would be like, mm, the dad's over selling things. He went away on a ship. He's gone. Mm. He's away. And for me, I was constantly like, okay, so he has to come back. There's a reason she's telling us this every time. Mm. So as a reader, it was satisfying that he came back. I don't think the attempt to redeem him by bringing him back was very good because you're absolutely right. He's been useless this whole time. Him bringing a bunch of ships to save them does not help. But it was a pretty pretty good end to all the foreshadowing she had done. Mm, okay okay i see what you're saying i just yeah. felt like i didn't really care about it like i wasn't like yeah but i wasn't i wasn't sad when he died and i no. wasn't like i just didn't really care i was like oh, okay <laughs> no of course because i think we were meant to be sad but you can't make us yeah. be sad about a character who's been absent the whole time has been mm. shit the whole time 
And then now suddenly has this incredible connection with Nesta. No, he doesn't. Just because he named the ship after her, that doesn't make them connected. He doesn't. And, like, even if he does say love you more than the rest of them because he named the ship after you, he never once showed that. So, like, that doesn't actually change how she feels about him. Or it shouldn't. It's, um, It's all too convenient for that piece, the emotions you're meant to feel. It's silly. I did not really feel emotionally attached to the dad dying at all. No. But I think, like, say, for example, had Cassian died, that would have made way more sense for her to be messed up about it to me. Uh, Yeah. I found that scene so sad. That was – I cried. I cried in that scene when he was, like, downed, didn't know if he was going to live, and she was, like, trying to protect him. I think I love a scene like that where someone's – trying to protect a person they care about when they're like really not equipped to do so. And you, and you have the sense that they're going to fail or they might both die. Uh, And they're just making. Yeah. And she, she says, doesn't she, that she would die with him. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But then probably on a similar note is when Rhysand dies in this book. Um. I was obviously very sad about it, but once again, it's resolved so quickly in a way that Feyre's death was already resolved. So that then loses its impact because now they can just save people all the time. So why don't you just save everyone all the time? Yeah, if everyone keeps hanging out forever, guys, no one can ever die. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, can't she just have one thing? Like, oh, can't anything just be hers? (laughs) Yeah. And, like... (laughs) I, I don't want Resan to die, but it would have made great sense for him to die at that point. And also it would have been a really sad ending to the book. Amran dies, Resan dies, the dad dies, everyone's dead. I don't think I could have handled it if Resan died. But it would have been good for the book. I oh, yeah. I, I would have been so mad. I would have liked it more. <laughs> I I don't like I, I like that he came back because I like him, but I don't like the way he came yeah. back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely um, what it is. I Like, wouldn't it be cool because she, wouldn't it be cool? Doesn't Feyre kind of have healing powers? Wouldn't it be cool if she could have done something herself to save him? I like that, yeah. And like call that, the cereal again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cereal. Oh, wait. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I really wish someone died. Yes. I actually I, think it's what the book was missing. Yeah. I just like, And I th- I think this should have been the last book. Yes. Oh, big time. Speaking of uh major characters dying, we haven't had any anyone of any importance die. So who do we think is going to die? Because there's no way that these guys are gonna come through unscathed. I don't know how many books there's meant to be. Too many in my opinion. But <laughs> That's so true. There's no way they're all gonna come out unscathed. So who do we think's gonna die? Firstly, rude to the serial. The serial died and it was important, okay? It <laughs> That's was. a major character. <laughs> Sorry, we met him three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and without him, the plot would have gone nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many chickens um, would have lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RIP to those chickens. Rhysand well. would have died as well. I think Cassian should die. I agree. I don't think he should die, but I think he will die. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I think what it I should would, have said. I think it would be a great plot point if he dies. Oh, I don't know if I want to read it if he dies. I wouldn't want to read it for Nesta's reaction because oh, <laughs> it would be so annoying. I don't think Resand will die. 
because it's kind of the end of the Reese and Feyre story. Now we're moving on to the other sisters. Uh, wouldn't yeah. it be great if Feyre died, though? Oh, my God, incredible. And I childbirth. Kind of, yeah, I kind baby of breaks her spine. For her to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets turned into a vampire. <laughs> 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 Favorite dies in childbirth and recent's like fuck you we go again hey hi lord and then Azrael imprints on her baby <laughs> oh no Tamlin does Tamlin does yes! stop it starts um, sniffing around yuck <laughs> I would be sad if Azrael died me too uh, I think he's a real chance to die but I don't think his death would have as much impact as Cassian's would mmm I do love Asriel. Me too. I, I really like his character. I don't think I really care about Asriel. Why? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure why. I think he's, I feel sad for him and I wish he was a bit more happy. <laughs> like he's <laughs> always hanging out in the corner, but I don't know. I just, I don't know if I have a pull to him just yet. Oh. Yeah. I think I really like him because he obviously has so much power and so many skills, but he's just, like, chilling all the time, like, silently waiting for his chance to strike and do something super cool. Modest Yeah, and king. I would like to know more about what he's doing because he's always just off in the shadows, but yeah. I would like to know more. I also like, and, yes, 100% would like to know more about, like, the way he communicates with the shadows. Mm. I want to know all about that situation. Yeah. Are these friends? Does he kiss them? <laughs> Does he know them sexually? <laughs> shadow cest. <laughs> Is it his shadow? It would be shadow cest. Freaky. Self cest. <laughs> mm, good for you, Azrael. <laughs> I really like, um, I, I, I don't want any of them to die, though, because I will be sad to read the other two brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> they are brothers. Yeah, they're not. The other they're two brothers. friends. Um, their reaction to Yeah. The other I think this that'll be that'll be so sad. That's such a funny line in the sand to draw that you refu- you refuse to accept them as brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but they are, they're like adopted brothers. Yeah. I just they were all raised together. But didn't isn't this could be wrong. This could just be something I've seen on TikTok and believed. But <laughs> Weren't they all having sex in the same room once? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's like a That's throwaway real. line in the grey yeah. book that we do not speak of. <laughs> I don't oh. want to talk about the grey okay, book. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they they all get it on in the same room. So funny. Whenever I think of that line, I think about that TikTok sound that's the hoes gon' love this. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I think that was like fan service by Sarah J Mass being like. For sure. They will eat this up. That's so good. And it clearly stuck with all of us. So mm. <laughs> um, another thing that I saw that I don't know if it's real or foreshadowed um, in any way, but I saw a TikTok theory that Elaine will have like a villain arc, something to do with her being a seer. Um, and the, like some mysterious power from the cauldron. Uh, but I would love that. It would certainly make her more interesting. Wasn't she the one who killed the king of Highburn? Yeah. Mm. She stabbed him in the first place and then Nesta did the final bit. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Mm. It was like the one time Elaine actually did something. So... 
We haven't spoken about the elephant in the room. What about when they're having sex at night after the battle and everyone's dying around them? <laughs> Do we remember this? Oh, yeah. No. It was in poor taste. Oh, wait, in the tent. Yeah, and he's roaring and screaming <laughs> while the sounds of the dead and dying filled the air. And like, oh ma- and she was like, maybe it would com- it, it would give oh, give comfort no. to people knowing that, you know, life and death can exist in the same place. Imagine, Are you serious? Imagine being the fairy that's on their fucking deathbed and hearing Reese and like fucking coming. <laughs> and you're like, by God, I'm glad he's getting it. I'm dying, but gee, I can feel those mountains shaking. I'm oh coming back. God. God, like, but also that's such a fairer thought. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, everybody's gonna be really happy that we're having sex right now again. <laughs> Doesn't matter that they're dying. I also remember reading that bit uh, and just thinking, "Ew, they'd be so dirty and stinky." Oh, yes, yes, disgusting. But also, like, what about the situation got them in the mood for that? At what point in the day were they like, mm, yeah, we're going to get jiggy later? Yeah, pencil no. it in. Get, <laughs> get jiggy. I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> I'm really going to try to re- work that into my everyday vocab. Bring it back. Yeah. Let's start a campaign. Bring back jiggy. Okay. <laughs> I did really love when Tamlin showed up. And started fighting with them rather than against them, like, completely unexpectedly. Because when he shows up, she's, like, in a bit of a bind, right? Yeah. And he shows up and he saves her in his beast form. And it's sick. Like, it's so good. Because he, like, turns to face her in his wolf form and she's like, I know that guy. Yeah. Because doesn't he roar as well before he gets there? And she's like, wait a second. Yeah. I know that roaring. And hopefully, like... And and he hasn't he like he obviously helps save Rissan and then he says I hope like I hope you find everything you're looking for or something yes. like that. Yes, so sad. Be and happy, favorite. I want yeah, I want him to find. Uh, I don't know, find maybe oh, you know who would be good for him, Elaine. Someone so boring. No, well the theory is that Amarantha was his mate. Oh, that is a scary thought. I kind of <laughs> like that as a theory, but I wish oh, it was more explored Tamlin. if that's the intention. Oh, I didn't know that was a theory. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, yeah. good on him for standing strong against her. Mm. And I do think his redemption is actually earned. Yeah. Like his redemption is way more satisfying than the dad's redemption. Actually had some time to reflect. Yeah, because yeah, it does seem like it's not going well. Like when he rocks up at the High Lord's meeting and is like, slut shaming Feyre and like talking smack about Reese and just basically yeah. making everyone very uncomfortable. It's sort of like he's drunk and he's just like, yeah, well, I'll say whatever I want, bitches. What are you going to do to me? Like, yeah. you've already taken everything from me. And oh. you are <laughs> that energy. Um, I do love a coming together of powerful people, though, and I love the yeah. inevitable like banter, um, alluded to history and conflict yes. that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked seeing Old Mate um, again that they had screwed over in the second oh, book. Yeah. Tarkin? And, like, yeah, yeah. he's like cool. It would be interesting to know more about the other courts, however many millions there are, but um, especially Tarquin. I thought he was so cool. And yeah. I can't remember any of their other names, but it would be interesting to go to the Autumn Court and just see the dynamic between that family. Yeah. Like, mm. They're a bit of a mystery to me. Mm. 
do you think that your opinions have shifted throughout like this discussion? Because I think mine have. I started out thinking uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as the second book and it wasn't that good, but I think I forgot a lot of the really cool things that happened. Yeah, same. And I think, I guess with time, because it's been months and months since I've read it, I've forgotten about the really boring parts where nothing happens. Mm. So that's good, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I thought that I didn't enjoy this book as much as the second, but it was really great and kind of what Erin was saying as well. It was a lot spookier with, like, the twins and the bone carver and the weaver and, like, the Byraxis. Still can't, <laughs> Bryaxis, still can't say its name. It was a great conclusion to this series and it should have stopped here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I guess I guess we don't really know where the next books are going to go because there's maybe. only one main series book released so far. So maybe we'll change our mind. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, all of this discussion has led us to the pinnacle of the episode. Do we rate it lit or shit? Has everybody got an answer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Lit. lit. I can't wait till we rate something shit. <laughs> or you won't be waiting long. <laughs> when we all rate it differently and yeah. have to fight about yeah. it. Yeah. What will we do then? Cage fight to the death? Maybe. Cry. Oh. Um, okay. Favorite characters, I guess, because we have so many more to choose from. I think I could come up with an answer for my least favourite character, um, even if it's just a bit baseless. <laughs> Ooh, I want a baseless one. Who in A Court of Wings and Ruin was your least favourite character? Three, two, one. Daddy Hayrady. Daddy Hayrady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That's fair. Did you say Ianthi as well? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Most favorite. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say mine. I regret it already. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to regret mine. Three, two, one. Fairion. What? <laughs> did you just say Pharaoh? I did. Stop it. <laughs> I really liked her in this book. I know, oh, no. I regret it, but I, I think it's true. <laughs> oh, no. Who did you say? I said Tamlin. Who did you say, Laura? Cassian. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Pharaoh shocks me as well. I get it. She was better than she was last two books, and yeah. Rasam was boring to me, mm. yeah. and I didn't really like anyone else. Yeah. So. And, like, my thinking with Tamlin is I liked his journey as a character in the whole book. Yeah. So I get why you would say Feyre, thinking yeah. along those same lines. And I think for Cassian, mine was like, ooh, is this the new Reese? Can't wait for a new <laughs> love story. Aww. As a little Christmas treat, as well as reviewing A Court of Wings and Ruin, we are also talking shit about A Court of Frost and Starlight, the pointless or... <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> meaningful, meaningful Um <laughs> Christmas novella. Uh, but once you're done with those, in the new year we'll be covering um, The Love Hypothesis. Fresh content. We are so excited. So we'll be back in the new year in a few weeks' time, but in the meantime, you can subscribe to the show um, to hear our groundbreaking thoughts as soon as they're unleashed. And if you want to be on the same page as us, follow us at talklit.gethit on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs>